Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. So, hi, I'm Tree. Welcome back to Desperate Retune. With me are my players, uh, Adyat. Hello. Prince. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. I, yeah. Uh, Clau. Hello. And Emma. What? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Emma. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hello. Uh, greetings and welcome. Um, back to Desperate Tune. On our last episode, we spent uh, some time getting to grips with the fact that the crew intends to try and break Freya out of the clutches of uh, the crime lord known as uh, Munnabhai. Um, he has apparently contacted a dangerous and tricky fellow called Lord Skurlock, who has appeared here from um, the city of Duskwall, uh, though he does in fact travel all around the Empire. Uh, the crew, or rather Miraz, uh, glued Hardil Subramaniam, who is Munna's lawyer, uh, glued Subhadil's pants to the chair that he was sitting on when he came to meet the high priest of the ceaseless temple. He then glued his hands to this man's like uh, briefcase and discovered inside the briefcase that he planned to meet Lord Skarlock uh, in a couple of days. I don't think that you made any arrangements, by the way, to... Uh, prevent anyone from noticing that Hardil wasn't oh no you did you sent out some messages being like oh yeah sorry I'm really busy but this is like not the like most well put together of covers it's gonna break down at some point but mm. you know for now you've done something it's going what to break I... down around the same time we publish all of Muna's secrets which I will remind you yes. we are doing while we are doing this score like Abbas's <laughs> newspaper yes. is coming out correct but so but the bigger flaw in my plan which just occurred to me what mm. stops Hardil from taking his pants off? I uh, presume his that hands you have are glued to the, His hands are yes, glued to the briefcase. Uh -huh. Yeah, but also I presume you have one of your cohorts 
like watching him, making sure oh, yeah. A that he's eating and B that he's not taking his pants off. He is being guarded. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just would assume that Hardil would never take his pants off. <laughs> he's an elude. Yeah, um, this is the civilization we have here. You can't uh -huh. just take your pants yeah. off. I will point out that you have met him like five times in a song, yeah. so I think you're pretty yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. He, he is yeah. capable of this. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. man is capable of. <laughs> <laughs> You'll stop at nothing. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you then figured out that he was going to uh, meet Lord Skarlock at uh, the most fancy five-star hotel in um, in all of Uduwasha, which is uh, in Kshivishbud, and that Lord Skarlock had made special arrangements uh, in this hotel, which is like this big, like shifting um, labyrinth—not labyrinth, but like. What is a word for like big complicated building that is not necessarily like impossible to get into or, or, or out of? A maze. That's the opposite of a labyrinth. So no. Um, That's not the opposite of a labyrinth. Of course it is. A maze is something that prevents you from uh, getting in, and a labyrinth is something that prevents you from getting out. They're the opposites. Hmm. Have I destroyed you with this fact? Not thinking about it. Facts okay. and logic. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, if it's not a maze and it's not a labyrinth, I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Those let's are the just, two genders. Let's just call it a complex. A complex. That's good. Yeah. Um, so in any case, because uh, it is it, it is able to shift and change, uh, the hotel management has been able to make a set of rooms specific to Lord Skarlock's designs, and Freya is likely being kept in one of these rooms. Um, and everybody knows that the manager of this uh, that the manager of this place is Taika Rossi and um, wears gloves because because he has uh, eyes on his hands, or that's what they say. That's why he wears gloves. Isn't there also some sort of house and nexus connection or something with the hotel? Yes, so essentially the House Anixis connection is... No, so the, the hotel is run by House Anserik um, because it was built by an architect of House Anserik some 300 years ago. Uh, the House Anixis connection is that they are very interested in this ritual that Skurlock is going to do because they don't want it to occur and they think it'll be very dangerous. Uh, the Emperor has sent a spirit warden um, as a very clear and obvious fuck you to Lord Skurlock. Uh, to be like, I'm keeping an eye on you and I'm not being subtle about it. Um, and this, um, this, this uh, spirit warden is absolutely kind of like sitting like in the lobby of this hotel, you know, like reading the newspaper or something, right? Like being very obvious in front of everyone. But it does mean that like, you know, now the spirit warden presence in Uduwasha has doubled in that it has gone from one person to two people. Um, and that is also like a big obvious move. And that's kind of why like your... Like, that was the risky way that the score kind of started, that you walked into the hotel and you saw, or, like, the camera saw the spirit warden right there, like, at the entrance. But House Anixis is helping you, so you have been, like, booked some rooms inside. You know, you have an excuse to get in, um, but that's kind of, like, the limit of what they're willing to do because they're all about subtlety, so they don't really want to be like, oh, yeah, uh, we are obviously and clearly, like, you know, funding you. It's rather they're giving you, like, some help and then they're going to 
Yeah, you do okay. it in each. I have two questions that I think uh-huh. uh, would be good for the recap slash to get us get us on, up to speed as well. The first is let's um, have a reminder about what's going to happen wh- about the um, the part of the plan where we publish all of uh, Munna's plans. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's the, go plan with that again. the plan there was that we have Abbas's newspaper with all the like the whole reason we got into this mess was that Freya found a bunch of his like alter egos and like people who he really is. And so we have an expose to be published with like all of these people are actually Munna basically. And uh, that is coming out as we are doing the score and we figured it's a way to kind of prevent prevent him from coming after us after the score, basically. Like, he'll be busy and basically the whole city will be coming after him for one reason or another very soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this will happen whether or not we accomplish our goals, notably. Yeah, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I want to ask about, um, mm -hmm. the the inspector who was looking into Freya, um, she was also working yes. with House Nexus. Yes, Has, she was. Have we, have we seen her since, or like, um, so in the interim so, preparation? Yeah, so I think that um, what she has permitted House Nexus to know is that she is pursuing her her own leads. She knows very well that like both the temple and the criminal Muna are involved here. And that she expects that, like, she will conclude this investigation in some form very shortly. I think from this, we can probably conclude that, like, one way or another, she will find her way to the hotel, Mount Himagiri. Um, whether that happens too late for her to do anything or right, or just as things are about to kick off, I guess we'll find out in the score. But I don't think you were able to yet okay. figure out exactly what her position is. I don't think she permitted you. Like, she was being very careful also. Because okay, there is... Yeah, she's very fastidious and conscientious, and Munna is involved. Okay. Sounds good. We also have uh, a thief with us, which yes. I just want to mention lest we forget it. Oh, Kishi. yes. Uh, who is um, uh, Miraz's childhood friend, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know he's a thief. He just, he's sure. just a good guy. Things just disappear around him. Yeah. This is a good guy. He's a sharp dressed man. I brought him along because he will lend a certain degree of like, you know, we belong inside a hotel sort of like vibes, you know? Yes. Um, and he is he is immaculately dressed. I think um, so we will cut back to your action montage, uh, Miraz, when we see you uh, do what you need to do. But uh, I think as the episode of this TV show opens, um, we see the uh, the, the immaculately dressed figure of uh, Keshir walk in um, and he looks like something out of a Sanjay Leela Bhansali film. Uh, this is uh, a reference only I will get on this podcast. Um, but I think he looks like um, the, the kind of person who there is a film that he made called uh, Ram Leela. And um, there is a scene in this film where uh, uh, Ranveer Kapoor is basically like offensively topless, which is to say he is mostly clothed. He just looks like he wants to be taking his clothes nearly off. Mm. And uh, he looks incredible. And that is what that is what he looks like. Um, Mm. And he walks in as if he owns the place. Uh, You know, he's flirting with like all of the waiters. And he says, 
uh, I guess, like you see him like walk up to the the receptionist. And there is something very cool about this reception. Um, what is? Let me ask you. What is cool about this reception? Like the reception area. Yeah. Hmm. You have to climb up to it. Wow. Mm. It seems like not great for accessibility, but yeah. That's, it's just like, yeah, maybe, you know, it's cool, but it's also uncool, you know? You know what I mean? Ah, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't think it's like a, ma a massive climb, but it's Mount Timagri, right? So it, you come in and then there's a few, there's like a short flight of steps, a platform and so on, and then you have to go up to the reception. Excellent. Yes. Uh, and I think that probably when uh, people who can't make the climb come up, there are alternate arrangements made because the only people who come are people who are rich enough that like every accommodation will be made. Um, yes. Not necessarily because like the people who run the hotel are incredibly progressive. So that may also be the case. But I think in this case, we see him like almost like dance. He's like very graceful, right? Like, so he makes his way up these stairs, both very um, uh, casually, but also very like, like gracefully and yeah as he begins to speak to the receptionist with some small talk i think that's when we can we can instead see what miraz has been up to while this is happening so yeah what has miraz been up to yeah um miraz is behind you know he, he's he's also checking in with cashier Kashir's just the one uh up front speaking right um mm -hmm. miraz has a suitcase well, he's got his like normal satchel. But he's also got a suitcase, and it's like holding on to it. And the suitcase is like moving and like moving back and forth erratically, uh, mm -hmm. as as the powered by itself. Uh, and then we flash back to several down directions as I finish the maglev boots. Mm. Uh, Excellent. How many yes. uh, ticks do you have left in this clock? I have three ticks left, and of course there okay. has to be the actual crafting. Yeah, so it's at least two, but I guess like it could, it could be more. So like, why mm -hmm. don't you roll and then like we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but I don't think we need to really dwell on it. So it's like Tinker to make the boots uh, uh, function, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do yeah. prowl to prowl roll to oh. kind of like uh, do the test drive. Uh huh. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Can anyone help me with this? Hmm. No, it's okay. I'll just roll as it is. Bonus I was stage. actually going to say one person, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, you can go if you have an idea. You've got your Chandler apprentice, Sharma, who absolutely loads your god, right? Oh, yes. But you ask her nicely enough, she may be willing. I'll tell you what, all, all you will have to do to, to uh, get her to help you is admit to you that like your avatar has abandoned and looks nowhere close to return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's not even like a confessional. It's more like, this is a fucking, I have to get, get this ready. And, uh, and and everyone's kowtowing to this god that's not there anymore. And no one's here to help me. Uh, my Normally, I'd ask my father, but now he's you. Uh, um, what was your name? Uh, Seamus? <laughs> Shama, <Okay>. but yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, Shama, Shama, Shama. Uh, Listen, all you have to do is stand there and tell me if I'm going in a straight line. Mm. Uh, you, don't, you don't need she... a Sparkcraft degree to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
So why don't you roll and we'll see how much help she does to me. <laughs> Uh, two ones yeah that's all she says she could be so much more helpful and she knows it and all she does is whenever you don't walk in a straight line she says you're not walking in a straight line anymore and that's it and she's taking an incredible amount of pleasure in this by the way like you can see her like she's trying very hard to like have a stone face but she's like you know whenever she thinks you're not looking she's giggling to herself so <laughs> that's one tick, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I go in. She keeps saying you're not going in a straight line, but she's also saying it as I kind of like immediately veer off into a 90 degree and then kind of like veer off into a 45 mm. degree. It's yeah. yes. I mean, yes, uh, you're not going in a straight line is adding. Yeah, that's what uh, you wanted me to do, right? Yeah, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> So I kind of like take my boots off and I'm like, I can't get anything fucking, anything right. The goddamn arm and like Miras kind of like throws a fit and he unlaces yeah. the boots and then it hurls them against the wall. So I'm going to roll wreck uh, to see if that actually accidentally. Oh my God. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you kick your television to see if it works better? Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. And that fixed it. Fixed it. Oh, one and a four. I was going to give you those one, but that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it. I was going to say mm-hmm. uh, that the devil's bargain here is that, like, you can throw them and you'll get an extra die if at some point during the score they will just suddenly break down because you threw them against a wall. But you got what you needed, so it's fine. Yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah, so I throw them and I guess they kind of bounce off and then they kind of like float in thin air perfectly. Yeah. And then they drop down. And yeah, and I think Shama says, um, ah, the uh, throw things at the wall and see what works method. Uh, very famous among Sparkcraft engineers. I do know this. Hmm. And then I kind of like, uh, you know, I, 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 when she says, like, you know, throw things at the wall, I can't, I'm able to turn around her, turn, turn around, face her, and like say something that, uh, would probably not make it into the podcast if I were to say it. Um, but ah. then I noticed that they're floating in midair and suddenly there's an almost religious awe that is not at all diminished by the fact that then they just immediately fall to the ground because I've proven that they work. Uh, and then I completely yes. ignore her and I mm. basically spend the rest of the night staying up, um, actually crafting them. Excellent. Gonna do that now. Yeah. Um... I will say that uh, I think this has given her some insight into your work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that is, it may it may never be relevant, but I think she has learned something from this entire experience. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good for her. Yeah. I don't need her. I don't need her. Did we ever talk about her. like... No, go on. No, since I don't need her archaic nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever talk about like tear and like... Uh, you know, all of this stuff, like what you need to know to uh, make these work, that kind of thing, tags, flows. No, we never did. Um, we never talked about like what the minimum um, requirement for the quality should be for it to, for me to have like boots that float off the ground. Yeah, I think like it's basically um, how long do you want them to work for at any given uh, time, right? Like, do you want them to be like, uh able to lift one person for a few minutes do you want them to be like you and another person 
and you can just turn them off and on any time of the day. Like, what is your feeling about like how how like powerful you want them to be, basically? Basically, I want it to be like I will I want to be able to glide on the ground by running and basically be frictionless and move really, really fast. Ah, for okay. as long cool. as I for as long as I mean, I guess like half an hour. Okay. Yeah, so which I'm, is I mean, a, like, a lot of time I'm, for like that sort of uninterrupted power draw. Yeah. I'm just looking at the um at the magnitude and it's uh I feel like it would be tier three. Which yeah, is to say three. sounds to me. Yeah, like um oh sorry, quality three. Because it's like an hour is about uh tier two, but like tier and quality slash force, whatever says excellent or serious, which I think is what you're looking for. And I don't think Mirage would settle for anything less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think tier three. Um and let's say that so they do you think that like the point of these is that they're quite reliable because i feel like if you can throw them against something or like you can throw some like a sample against something and they start working i feel like they probably uh can stand up to some punishment right mm -hmm. i think the only problem is that they're going to be expensive to operate so i think like um every time i use them i would like to lose a coin wow i yeah Absolutely like every score, way, every yeah. score I use them. I mean, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, that you were saying. Or... So, what did they run on anyway? Uh, What's the fuel? Uh, electroplasm. Okay. Electroplasm, Arm. but I bet you, if you put your mind to it, you could make a run off uh, uh, Abbas's uh, wellfire. I don't want him to power it with his. What, what's he going to do? Uh, throw fireballs <laughs> at my foot? <laughs> rocket powered. Yeah, literally it's, rocket powered. It's about using speed run tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I think the cost is not the fuel. The cost is you need to replace the magnets every time. You need more magnets. Yes. That's the... mm, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Here, okay. So... Here's what should happen. Here's what should happen. Abbas climbs onto your back and then shoots fire out of his hands to propel you both into the air. Forget magnetic boot nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Abbas considers turning himself into a jetpack to be less nonsense somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing about them is that they, so obviously, I have to turn them on to like properly float off the ground. But I think the other thing mm -hmm. about them is that they just refuse to actually because they're they have like drift all on them, they refuse mm -hmm. to actually ever be put on something. Hence, why they're I'm struggling yes. with them inside my suitcase because they're floating around inside them. Mm, yes, makes sense. Yes, so I rolled a five on my tinker roll, and which means that I get quality equal to your tier, which is one. Yeah. I have workshop and yeah. I have uh, artificer, so I add plus two resource mm -hmm. level because of the two of them, and thus I have a quality yeah. three, which is what I need. Excellent. Yes, yes, very good. You have these maglev boots. So, in fact, we cut straight back to you and uh, Keshir um, checking in, and he's and you've got the you've got the suitcase there, right? That's why you're struggling, like on camera. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Who else is around? I yeah, think we were all checking else? into the hotel. Is that not the idea? We yeah, had, ideally, we were trying to be, get ourselves yes. a room. Yeah, I think we are. And Vickers had provided a cover identity for us and her cohort, I realized, because I should use them in this score. I keep forgetting that I have a cohort. So I think that they are uh, disguised as our servants, because obviously we're important big shots. Our, our cover identity that's secured is that we're Northhook privateers. 
So. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, I oh, think excellent. that my cohort is disguised as like North Hook personnel. Um, Very good. Ah uh, yes, I am the science man. Yeah, and uh, obviously. Uh, then Vickers has her cohort carry her many, many bags up to the room, and I think that's the that's what she is focused on. And I think her her privateer disguise is uh, mostly consists of her having switched out to a hat with a very tall feather in it, because that looks tailory in her mind. So, in fact, I think she's wearing like a, a feathered tricorn. <laughs> and this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, directing people to carry everything up the stairs. This is definitely working for Miraz, but he will not see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> ah, very good. Of course. Keshir, on the other hand, I think has noticed that it's working for Miraz. Because what are school friends for, if not realizing annoying things about you? Mm-hmm. What are you hiding with that briefcase? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, uh, Vickers is just in the background directing everyone to, uh, and uh, I think I think most of us are on normal load because we have briefcases and stuff. This was kind of the benefit of us getting a room, as I recall, that you know, yes. thanks to our cover story, we can basically smuggle in more stuff than we would otherwise be able to. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have heavy load though. As yep. always. Yep. And uh, so that's what uh, Vickers is doing. I think you know we, she she has a. A reasonably competent disguise, since we have this beautician to do like hair and makeup and yes. stuff. So, um, correct. Yeah, she has assumed. I don't know if we need to come up with names for our cover identities. I suspect it won't matter. But, uh, but you know, she uh, she is posing as probably the captain, and I think, in fact, since Vickers got us this weird ass cover identity, Miras is the science guy. Uh, Joan is obviously post as like our dangerous like fighter because that makes sense uh-huh yeah and uh, abbas you are the the navigator yeah <laughs> this, <laughs> this is your role mm-hmm. i think my alias is dr danger uh-huh and you can tell i'm dr danger because i'm wearing my tie uh loosely yes uh vickers would ah. have amended it to make it more realistic so it's dr mac danger see that's just more hmm. north hooky <laughs> Son of danger. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what I have in here is uh, in the suitcase, and that's the reason it moves around, is that we have a live crocodile in here. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Sir, I said, I do, I... I have I a detailed have... backstory for my, for my alter ego character, yeah. you see. I will never use it. No one will ever <laughs> ask me what my name is, but it's Dr. McDanger. I have this yes. crocodile, and etc. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we definitely get this receptionist being like, um, I alive alive carnivorous uh, deathlands animal. Is this? Um, oh, I see. Mm. Uh-huh. And like, she, like just trying very hard to not be like, what the fuck? But you know, this is to be honest, her first date. Otherwise, it's this what? Is dangerous. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now, yes. due to a clerical error, you sign into Ledger as Dr. McDonger and you can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, signing, signing, for, signing for the breakfast as McDonger. Yes. Uh-huh. Very good. Yes. And you get shown to your rooms, I think, uh, like very straightforwardly. I feel like. Um, 
in the standard way, you know, your uh, luggage gets taken away. You know, the people are like, there's a bellhop. Um, there isn't a bellhop. So it's like some kind of, yeah, it gets put onto a waxwork bellhop golem-esque thing, um, which takes uh, this away. And as you walk through the lobby, uh, you realize that you catch the attention of the spirit one. And the way that you realize this is that, Joan, you are used to like what it feels like when when the spirit wouldn't notice this, right? Probably. Um I, I wonder what I feel I feel like it would just be like that feeling of somebody watching you. Uh, like the kind of prick of it. Yeah. But not necessarily with their eyes resting on you. Yeah. A more directionless yeah. version of it. Makes sense. I think um what we what we see is uh as you as you pass by then uh Joan the, the warden um you feel their gaze on you even though like they are wearing their full mask and this mask does not have any eye holes, it has no holes whatsoever. Um Prince, what does this uh spirit warden's mask look like? Oh, what the spirit okay, so it has no it's basically just a slab of metal on their face with no visible holes in it. But it obviously has some kind of a design. And this is a cool Imperial yeah. Spirit Warden. So, hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. The, the mask displays only mathematical theorems, like geometric principles. It's Incredible. like... Yeah. So you can Excellent. learn geometry off of it. Uh, this probably has significance <laughs> somehow, but that is one of the things that you can do. Very good. Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe what happens, and only we in the uh, in the audience know this, uh, but maybe what happens is that we see the mathematical theorems kind of shift as the uh, as the spirit woods gaze like falls on you, Joan, and mm -hmm. we basically see them kind of uh, we basically see them kind of go, oh yeah. This person is someone I should be paying attention to. And the reason that, that, that they do this, of course, uh, is that, Joan, you have eaten a god. And that, that kind of thing may be noticeable to uh, someone like a spirit warden. Um, and I think this is your first challenge. Because I don't think that like this spirit warden is going to like let you like walk away no problem. I think, in fact, they see you and you can feel them kind of, um, you can feel them kind of trying to like feel you out in the ghost room. Okay. Uh, uh, do you have a way of dealing with this, Joan? Otherwise I do, I think. Uh, I, I, am, I have something. Um, okay. In fact, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna like kind of do the very secure, say what, what Joan thinks a security guard would probably say, like something like, I'm gonna check the perimeter and then walk away, um, like split okay. off from you guys. Um, and like, I think I'll actually exit the lobby and try to lead the spirit warden away and then try to get to the room some other, by some other manner. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah. If you want to add to it, Prince, then... Of yeah, I can do. assist you if this is an action. 
since you're, what you're trying to do is just lose the guy, right? Not like conceal this, but just shake him, if I understand it correctly. As far as I understand, if somebody can sense me in the ghost field, I can't actually like, like he's he's noticed me, and that's not avoidable anymore. But maybe yeah. I can like kind of obfuscate stuff. Yeah. So if obfuscation is what we're going for, I am capable of obfuscating. Mm -hmm. And the way I'm doing that, uh, I'm assisting whatever action it is, is obviously we see Joan say, like, I'm going to check the perimeter. And then there's this cool, dramatic moment where, like, their, you know, eyes meet across the room and we see this, like, tension and the guy's tracking her. And then four people come by with bags over here. He's going, no, not that way. <laughs> Careful with that. And we're just going to, like, basically do the bus passing in front of Joan thing. And when the bus has passed, she's gone with the crowd of nice. people. Nice. Incredible. Excellent. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you rolling for this then? <laughs> because it seems to me if you're trying to lure the spirit wooden somewhere, it feels more like a sway because you're trying to like dis like mislead or bluff them into like following you, uh, yeah, change attitudes or behavior with manipulation or seduction. Or do you reckon it's more like a prowl? I don't know. Prowl is more like you want to lose their interest, not you want to direct it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a sway. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mark my vial of volatile spirit essence. Um, okay. And I'm going to smuggle it into some sort of like, maybe there is like one of those lifts that go down to the kitchen where they can get uh, like the kind of food lifts. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm going to just kind of smuggle the the spirit essence in there. Um, mm -hmm. as, if, as if I have like quickly crawled in there and used it to yes. walk away, but actually I'm just going to like kind of lose yeah, myself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That that seems. I think that uh, this actually like will have great effect. Not because the spirit wooden is not competent, but because a this approach like makes a lot of sense, and b like their suspicions are not really regarding you right now, right? Like maybe you are like a scarlock plant or something, but they're not like, oh, this is definitely something that like I need to be on right now. So I yeah. think risky, great, and I think the risky. reason this is like what I mean by great is that you will distract them sufficiently for now that like, I mean, they probably will come back at some point, but they're not going to come back for a little while. They're going to mm -hmm. go and investigate this for a bit. Makes sense. Uh, and Vickers was assisting, right? So I have a bonus die. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Two dice, a five and a three. A five. Yeah. So I think that, um, oh man. Yeah, I know. Uh, so you manage this, right? And I think we see the camera um like you do this bus thing where like the the like um we we see the the bags kind of move joan disappears the spirit wooden like um is mildly annoyed but this is not like something that they can't get past uh still tries to like focus on you but it is in fact focusing on the spirit essence you have in your hand so that when you palm the vial off then they are like now focusing on that in the ghost field so by the time they get to the dumb waiter uh they're like oh shit she crawled in here. That's so annoying. And like they take the stairs down, right? Um, oh, wait, that's the noise. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like 
This goes straight down into the kitchens that are in the basement. And the risky consequence here is that um, that is exactly where Constance Constable is beginning her search for uh, Freya. And the spirit one's going to, Swarden is going to run into her. And they're going to have to have a little bit of a conversation to figure each other out first. But so, you know, the warden will still be distracted. But once they come back, they will be together. They will, like, be on the same side. That's a great consequence. <laughs> Inspector yes. Constable's playing Hitman, and she picked the basement start. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, great effect. Uh, so we see the spirit warden, like, wander off. Uh, now that you've said Hitman, unfortunately, all I can see in my head is that one level in Hitman where it's like the hotel resort. Uh, so I'm going to try very hard not to let that like influence how I describe this hotel. I'm going to fucking um, draw on Lord Scurlock in the sauna. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, indeed. Uh, so I don't think that like it is very hard to figure out where, like, House Enixis knows where Lord Scurlock is in the hotel, right? Um, and they've given you like the directions to like the suite of rooms that belong to him. Um, yeah, but we don't know where Muna or Freya are, right? Like, yes. We you, just know you that suspect, the girl is going to meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you suspect that like uh, Freya, if she's not in the uh, the rooms now, she's going to be led there at some point because one of the rooms has been specially prepared for the ritual to occur. Mm -hmm. So naturally, um, we have a room, probably, I don't know, on the fourth floor or something. And... Mm -hmm. Lord Scurlock is on the eighteenth floor. Yeah, that makes about that makes sense. Um, I actually I think that this hotel is not a skyscraper. Um, but it's not Mount Himagiri. Yeah, it's on top of a mountain, but it is not itself a mountain. Mm. Um, I think that like also because I because I imagine that like there's all this shifting using canvas and so on. It's actually like sprawling over say three or four floors but like the thing that makes it huge is that like it is like the palace of versailles or something you know it is mahusive um maybe not as big as the palace of well you know what Uduwasha is huge yeah it's as big as the yeah. palace of versailles now maybe it wasn't when it was first built but by now it is mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's not that you're on the fourth floor and he's on the 18th floor it's more like you are in you know like a fairly, a very nice bedroom by any other standard, and he is in the Emperor's suite. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to get to him, or figure yeah, out. Yeah, you just have to get to him, or yeah. figure out where Freya is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, um, so are we all con convening in the hotel bedroom? I think we are taken to our room first because that just makes yeah. sense, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Get you our are, equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, montage of opening our bags, taking out our scoundrel equipment, putting it on our on ourselves, etc. Yeah. I assume we have to go back, looping back there. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of interest, are any of you tipping your? Um, there is no waiter, but are any of you like? Hmm, I think so, there is a tradition of like. Uh, rubbing a certain part of the golem for good luck like maybe there's like a little knob or something or like oh no that's a bad choice of words uh maybe there is like a uh i, I a think handle. i i think yeah. you just poke coins into the wax for good luck so they're like coins Excellent. just yes. under the surface in it yeah and good. i think so in fact, our... i will do that because you know it, it seems to be the custom 
So there are like obviously yeah. it's not an entire coin coin worth, but you know. No, yeah, like no, no. It's smaller, just yeah, for flavor. Yeah. The smaller currency uh, pushed yeah. into the the waxy flesh of the thing, which is kind of unsettling because it means it has this speckled undercurrent of copper coins. Yeah, yeah. It does not feel great, honestly, under your hands, mm-hmm. but it's you know. Yeah. Yep. I certainly don't. Yes, it's a it's a. Um, so superstition for superstitious people. What about you, it's, Abbas? It's good. It's good money being spent on bad technology. Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. Sorry, is someone asking me something? Oh, sorry. I was just wondering whether you also took part in this. Um, in the, oh, uh, um, in the this, go- yeah, putting a coin in the golem for good luck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why not? It's Great. Um, so yeah, so you find yourself, uh, in these rooms, they are lovely, by the way, um, very beautiful, like light, airy, you know, uh, incredibly like, I think lit in a modern way because, uh, the second that they realized they could switch to electroplasm and not risk anything being set on fire, they did. Um, and lovely, like antique wooden furniture, uh, a little room service menu. You know, you can like they've got a golem that's attached in some way to the kitchen, so you can like actually make a phone call. You know, it's it's great. Um, not that you care about any of this. I'm just giving you some color on this hotel because now I'm just like full on in this hotel. Uh, yeah. What are you doing um, to try and locate where Freya is? Yeah, I think we have two options here. We could try to monitor Lord Skurlock, we could go straight for the ritual room, or we could actually try to like find Freya. Mm-hmm. And... Do you think do you think this I mean uh Freya if she's been put into a hotel room, would they have I don't know, gone through the formalities, like checking her in? Like can we find her name in a guest book? Oh, excellent question. That might be a really good way of doing it. The other question is, am I playing her today? I think that's a question for you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't mind cutting back and forth on scenes. I don't mind. Okay. Um, it just means that, like, now we get to discuss where she actually is instead of it being, like, theoretical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind cutting to that, but is that, like... I mean, of course, like, we're, you know, we'll find a way for our character, other characters to not know and so on. I think we should cut to it only when we have some inkling of where she is. I think that's more dramatically appropriate. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. Then I think... Uh... Miras would kind of like, okay, we're in. And now how do we find our little ragamuffin? Um, let's see. And then he... he, dropped, he I think he's going to head straight back to reception. <laughs> or maybe not. We, we'll probably flash back to having actually asked someone in re- yeah. reception. Going, sure. was there... Uh, and, hmm. So it's Miras asking. He's... And he's like being Doctor Meg Danger, which is not, uh, which is not the most. Um, yeah, I think he'll just lean forward and say, "Okay, was there a young lady checking in, and with uh, with some guys, and uh, she looked like she gets up to trouble." He kind of leans forward, and then he kind of like uh, give. He attempts to wink, but he's not good at winking, so he just kind of like twitches oh both eyes at the same time. Okay, I I have a separate idea for how to find Freya now, but go ahead with this. I uh, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, let's let's resolve your action first. So sure. Maybe I can resolve mine at the yeah. same time. Uh, here's my idea. Okay. Uh, and this uh -huh. is actually more reliant on Freya than on Vickers. But we mentioned this sticking a coin into the golem, right? Mm. Yes. This is the golem yeah. that takes everyone up. And you can stick other things than coins into it. So I think what I oh, want to yes. do is find uh -huh. a message from Freya in the golem, if that is possible. Hmm. Absolutely, it's possible. Um, it would require Freya to know that you are coming for her, which could be very interesting. But you would have to like establish that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, mm -hmm. it's not a knife. Um, sorry, it's not a it's not a message. What it is is it's a it's a knife, like uh, from let's say I don't know, a butter knife or something, that was with room service and so on. And she put the knife in. Uh, not as a message, but to kind of like, okay, maybe I'll need this afterwards. Yeah. Sort of thing. My, and, my, my yeah. angle here also is, it's not that Freya knows that we are coming for her, but she does know that the lady in in Rose and Gold has done yes. things. So mm -hmm. That's true. So yeah. yeah. What I mean by the knife is that, so she's got, she's got there's something in the golem that she has sequestered for her own use later. Yeah. But through mm -hmm. the power of ghost echoes and uh, and spirit and attune and so on, you can use that to trace her back. Yeah. Oh, uh, excellent. Are, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. So I think Vickers will, uh, as she put, puts in the coin. Do I need to roll something to pull the knife out? Mm, no. Instead, uh, Freya, let's flash back to you putting this in. And we'll see. The risk here, I think, is not that you won't manage it. The risk here is I will, in the classic way of blades that I never do, I'll start a hotel alert clock. And it'll be people figure in the hotel figuring out something is wrong. And the risk is just that, like, this adds to that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think risky standard. You can do this. And it's like, let's say it's a four o'clock and you're risking about two ticks up. So, sorry, who's rolling? Freya is rolling. Freya. Okay. Freya's rolling to hide the blade. Sure. Yeah, because you can pulling. I think pulling it out seems fairly straightforward, right? It's about whether it goes in. That seems. Yeah. Uh, finesse roll, I guess. What's the position and yeah. effect? Risky standard. Because in this way, I think, um, I'm imagining that like by now you've you're in a position where Munna thinks that, um, where Munna thinks that oh you know like she is totally on my side. She's not really even if she does something weird. I'll mostly be able to catch it. So I don't really need like special preparations. Um, and you've kind of like, I wouldn't say it's a false sense of security. I would say that it's a sense of security that may not be fully justified. Um, so yeah, it's not desperate. I think it's risky standard. Yeah, but I'm going to give myself a dose bargain for having the favor of a deity. Someone, someone's looking out for me right now. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so there's two o'clock. Oh, so there's uh, no, there's already... yeah, so the yes, you are right. Okay, yeah, I will just I can just take that again. Great. So the elephant in the room slash the void. Yeah, one more. Yes, great. Oh, six. And yes, uh, Murgatroyd uh, wins the day. Yeah, because it was a two two, and then the last one was a six. So I think we see you. Um... Okay, this golem. Uh, is nonetheless a golem in the most fancy hotel in Uduasha. And I think that it has been specially treated so that you can only put coins in it and you mm -hmm. can't take it out, right? Because even in very fancy hotels, people to get drunk and do dumb shit. People are trying mm -hmm. to like break in and do dumb shit, all of this stuff, right? 
So you try and put something in in this and it, it doesn't work, right? Like the wax, which is so pliant to coins is like fucking iron hard to anything else. And then suddenly it just parts for you and go like the knife slides in smooth as butter, no problem. And there is no reason why you should suspect anything has gone wrong. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, and, and then I guess camera focuses on this and then it cuts back to Vickers pulling said knife out and going, yep. Oh, that's odd. Who would leave a knife yeah. in the. Oh, wait. And yes, I think Vickers would indeed. actually get this because I mean, she has Metreya. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, like standard effect here means not just like. Also, that you convey the message, right? That's what you're going for here. Mm -hmm. Like in the meta fiction, in, in the fiction, Freya doesn't necessarily know. She kind yeah. of knows, but we know, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you pull it out, and like a shot for the camera is that like as you pull it out, the wax like kind of like um, almost bleeds a little bit, and for a second, it is the trunk of an elephant before it like falls on the ground and splatters, right? Okay. Um, yeah, great. Fantastic. Uh -huh. uh, so we can cut back to Miras at the reception, but I have one more thing I wish to do with this knife. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is this is Vickers. Vickers is not normally a detective, but I think this is the rare area where she snaps to, like, her brain <laughs> operates very, very quickly, and we see a bunch of... I probably have to roll for this, but this is the... We see the, the gears turn, right? Yeah. Um, so what I want to do is... Vickers looks at the knife and goes... Uh, Freya must have yeah. left this. Well, it's a hotel like this. Well, they must have been eating lobster, I think, by the knife. And I want to point out what they were eating by the correct cutlery, because this is the wow. kind of restaurant that cares about that. And then we can yes. triangulate okay. that which, with who ordered what room service. That is so much. I think there is no risk here. I think it's a fortune roll, because it's about how good like your deduction uh -huh. is. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, you can just roll a fortune, um, and yeah, it must be study. Like, can that yeah, be anything else? Can... <laughs> yeah, okay, you can roll study here. Uh -huh. I'm uh, not particularly good at this, but uh, I thought it was a funny idea, so I'm going to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. I roll a five a to five. track Freya yeah. through the <laughs> through the menu rather than the ghost field. Yeah, on a five, <laughs> you figure out that it is absolutely the lobster. And the reason that it is the lobster is that two days ago, um, the lobster was the, was the special on menu, which means that everybody was up ordering the lobster. Mm -hmm. So you can do this um, and it's like good enough, but it means that everyone who is rich enough to afford the lobster and like we are in a landlocked city in a world in which seafood is very weird, yeah. you know, so like lobster is very special. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not that everyone even in this fancy place can afford it. But it's not just like one, not just Lord Skull, right? Mm. There were a few people who could afford it. Lord Skullock and Munna are probably one of them. And Freya gets to eat like nice things. She's not yeah. that kind of prisoner. <clears throat> um, so yeah, like you will make progress here. Yeah, so I, I think Vickers, Vickers takes it out and elaborates this theory of like, this would only be used for lobster, which is quite exclusive. I think yeah. I think I need to have a look at the menu and what who ordered. <laughs> And then, of course, she will present. She will present the knife to like Joan and Abbas too. We may be able to get more out of this, but we are now in the very narrow field of food and etiquette, which Vickers actually understands. Yeah, I will make a six clock for figuring out where Freya is, and I'll tick it twice because I think you've managed two ticks here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when the clock fills, you will know exactly what you, 
Freya, like the crew will know exactly where she is and like how to get there. Because um, I feel like in this kind of approach, there's no reason to like not just make this a clock and like try and like get to where, where that is. Uh, and it also allows like, yeah, you, Miraz, to tell me what you're doing to kind of add to this clock. Yes. So I have. I'm I'm trying to be smooth and like ask about Freya without asking about Freya, but like I don't know. Uh -huh. I think I may have just asked for a Lady of the Night or something. So we'll yes. have to see so... how, how whether or not uh, the receptionist is able to pick up what I'm putting down versus picking yeah. up what they think I'm putting down. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> let's say that it is controlled in that you know you're not risking much, but you're gonna have limited effect, which is to say. If you succeed, you will get, yeah, I think I saw someone like that. And then like a vague description of someone who may, you, you, you will not know exactly that Freya was here. You might get someone who looks like Freya. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about this? So I think I realize um, that it's not working and then I kind of lean forward a bit more. Uh -huh. It's a bit more specific. I'm looking for, uh, for someone of the, of the Scovish persuasion. And then my uh, eye just like kind of like just uh, trembles as mm. I try to do a bigger wink, and, and mm, then I say, mm, mm. And, and then I, I'm going to lean forward even more. I don't know if I can like trade position or refer effect twice. To go I think you steps. can here. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then I say, she may be in the company of a really really older special guest. And uh, uh -huh. I think like the way, so now I want it to be like, now I'm like actually drawing attention to the fact that I'm now asking very specifically. Uh, yes. So well, about Lord be... Skurlock even. Yes. Uh, possibly. Yeah. 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 yeah Skurlock may have great. some, regardless of whether or not this person has any idea what the fuck I'm talking about, Skurlock is probably has some sort of arcane words and so on that would be able yes. to pick up that someone's asking about him. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you are now a desperate great. Um, and mm -hmm. great effect here is three ticks, so you will nearly fill the clock up. Right? But okay. you are yeah, basically just asking a question of the receptionist. Yes. As I yes. understand. In fact, that is basically just what you are doing. All right, I will assist you in that case. Mm -hmm. And the way uh -huh. I'm assisting you is that I have everyone's cover identities and makeup and so on done. And uh, while you are like awkward and not very, uh, you know, not very good at this like uh, dropping clues. Uh, I will have made you up to look like a romantic hero to make you more sympathetic in the eyes of this person. Like, it, it's slightly more suspicious, but they will pick up on that you are, you know, you're here on a romantic quest, a mission, and she has a chance to help you find your long-lost love or something like that. So basically what I'm saying is, when we zoom in on Miras in this moment, he is made up to, to have, like, the handsome Bollywood hero look. Mm -hmm. Ah, And then I'll just add... She's my sister. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. Twice removed. Uh -huh. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're making a drama here. Yes, <laughs> Who would absolutely. want to help this dashing man find his sister? Yeah. She made some um, bad choices. Um, mm -hmm. Miras doesn't have the imagination to know what those might be. Yeah. No. Well, well they, the, this receptionist does. So, yeah. Uh -huh. so. I'm pushing myself like literally there's uh, some sweat yes, forming on his brow yes yeah as yeah. he's trying really hard to actually wink 
<laughs> pushing myself to try and wink like really hard. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I can I, in real life. I can't wink. This is what happens when I try to wink. Ah, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, oh, nice. My, my makeup gave you a seizure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one six four. I Even the sum of it that's... is running down with the sweat and like making my eyes sting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's I know what happens here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the receptionist leans in and says, um, "Yes, I do know who." And then, like, says, "She was in the company of a of an Akarosi gentleman." I, you know, he. We have to take the age of everyone on uh, who visits, but he he declined, and I was told by the manager not not to ask again. But I'm sure that he's, uh, I'm sure he's quite dangerous, and I'm sure he's very old. And like, I think she thinks that like he paid the manager to not ask, whereas in reality, what it is is he knows that nobody will like accept the truth of two thousand years or whatever the number is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she then says, um, in fact, I think that he is a, uh, you know, one of those Akarosi wizards. He seemed the type. And then, like, basically confirms to you exactly when uh, she was here. I think, like, this receptionist was on duty the day that the, um, the, day, that, the day that the lobster special was around. Mm-hmm. And probably says something like, I know they ordered the lobster, you know, they're in like the emperor suite, but, uh, and then says, um, but I don't know how exactly to, to get there. They've, they've been very secretive and, uh, well, not even the hotel staff can really make out, but she's in the emperor suite. I'm sure of it. Okay. So she is, she is in the same suite as Lord Skurlock. Sorry. Just keeping track Mm -hmm. of things here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's not a separate location. Got it. No. Okay. How many is it? Just the two of them? Yeah. Um, I think. I think she says. No, I've seen uh, a few few people co- like come in and go out. Uh, at least one of them was um, wearing what seems to be specific robes something like a priest of some kind i don't know how that happened i i can't imagine someone a man of the cloth would condone such behavior but you know there it is you you haven't seen what i've seen priests do <laughs> and, you know, Miras has been shaking his head as like oh no how far my sister has fallen and so on yes and, uh, indeed. It's, like, it's like but how what do you mean you you don't know how to get there it's a suite in the hotel like, it's no. So the, it was one of the special requests they had the suite be prepared for. Uh, I don't know some kind of uh, arcane purpose. Do you think she would be involved? Mm. And Miraz is kind of shaking his head more and more and says, "Priests, wizards, arcane purposes." It all smells very fishy to me. Listen, I know I appreciate you you saying all this and telling me all this, now, but uh, I need someone. I, I need some help on the inside. 
and uh, I, I, I can see you. You've got a good heart. You've got a good heart, and you, you know that she's in big trouble. We don't know what kind of trouble, but it's got to be big, right? I can I count on you, you and your can, can I count on you for help, or is that asking too much? Listen, I'll make it worth your while. Uh, I've got this. Uh, I got some money. Got some money, and it. I'll make I'll make it worth your while. And you know, Miraz is like, partly it's like um, he has no idea what to say because well, this is what he does. Yeah, who but does? he's also yeah. like uh, leaning kind of into the whole. I think it's also accidentally kind of leaning into the whole like. Uh, Damn, I really want to do something, but I have no idea what to do. Can you help me? Sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, I think this is another role. And I think now you're in a desperate position because uh, someone asking for a bribe is, uh, yeah, not, offering not, a bribe. not the kind of, yeah, sorry, offering a bribe is exactly the kind of thing that um, that she is warned to never let happen mm-hmm. um and she knows she could lose her job and like yes she could lose her job for telling you even this much because like security and privacy is like one of the big things in these fancy hotels uh but she thinks that you know your sister is in danger but in this case if someone sees her like take money from you then that's it you know this could just be like she could tell her co-worker oh yeah he was really awkwardly asking for like um someone to spend some time with him and I didn't know how to say we're not that kind of place, you know. But mm-hmm. this is much more, like, I think, mm-hmm. dangerous. So this is, like, desperate. Um, and to be honest, okay, let's not say desperate. Let's say risky in that she's, she's going to say no. She's not going to say no when I'm, like, turning you in. But you're only going to have limited effect, which is she might, like, just direct you to someone or tell you, like, her best guess. Now, you don't, don't need o- more than... No, go on. Don't we only have one tick left on the clock? Yeah. Yeah, you only have one tick left on the clock, so you don't need more than that. But I think you're... That, like, all you'll get is um, where, like, like where generally uh, uh, it is, and then, like, you can basically, like, go there and, like, go through whatever challenges there are, but she's not going to give you, like, exactly where it is. Okay, I I meanwhile have a super stupid plan to draw out Lord Scurlock. So, and it it, it requires it requires Excellent. both Abbas and Joan. But yeah, I guess what I'm trying to do is let's find out where Freya is because I know where Freya is. What I basically want to do is have a sympathetic person in the hotel staff who can like yeah. cover uh, first. Okay, okay. So in that case, that's you're not even really necessarily working on that clock. This is no. just like a mm-hmm. okay, fantastic. So you're at Risky Limited, and I think she will say more more than my job's worth to take money from you. But like, you know, anything that I can do that won't get me in trouble, I will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, yeah, um, I'm going to make a lifestyle roll mm-hmm. uh, to see like how rich I look. I guess like how able to afford to actually bribe her. I'm going to look, um, but it is an action roll, of course. But I'm using my lifestyle. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So risky, limited, and like to be honest, um, no, I think the way the fiction is, I don't think like I was gonna say. Well, if you're willing to spend a coin on this, that it'll become standard. But I don't think like she would do this for really any amount of money because the job's worth than worth more than like the one or two coin that you could give her. So, yeah. But I'm happy to make it a deal's bargain to like already give her some money, regardless of how this goes. 
No, well, I think the devil's like the problem here is that the way that I think the fiction is is that she can't be seen accepting them. Mm-hmm. No, so I mean, like, not... what I mean is that the money is going to be there. Uh, like uh-huh. I put it out, and like even if it goes badly and someone like calls me away and so on, I have lost my money. Ah, so my problem here is that she would, in my mind, she would get in trouble if the money was there. I see. See what I mean? Um, mm. but I think maybe instead. Uh, what an interesting devil's bargain here might be is that like, uh, she, she's going to get involved, but not only in a helpful way. She's going to be like, oh my god, um, no, no, I, I will, must I will, do I will like, I will spice that up for you, Tree. We've already established that we made Miras up to look like a romance novel protagonist. I think the oh, she's going to fall the, in love with him. Yeah, the yeah, devil's no, bargain is yeah. that she is going to think that she is the other protagonist of this romance yes, novel. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, finally, yeah. a hero looking for his sister. This is just like in the correct. books I read. Yeah, and I yes. think like um, you know Miras, yes, correct. So if she can't be seen to take money from me, so of course the bribe idea doesn't work at all. I think Miras is going to yeah. figure that out, and he's going to be like, oh, what am I saying? Of course, I'm, no. But listen, you look. You're like a good person. You've got a good heart on you. I can see it. You want to help. Help me. I'll, I'll, I'll owe you so much. And I think like he's going to look around and he's just going to grab her hand and put, put his hand on top of her hand and he's just going to put another hand on top of his hand so there's two hands on her hand. He's going to like stare soulfully into her. And, you know, there's desperation in his eyes. That's like genuine desperation. And he's like, oh shit, what am I doing? Uh, I've I've yeah. uh, I've yeah. committed to this. I have to go all the way. So he looks yeah. like really, really earnest. Uh, but I yep. think maybe if it goes well, his earnestness will be mistaken for uh, earnestness in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and we must now give this person a name. So she is called um, Karishma. Uh, and she's not going to be in love with you. So good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not in love with you, but definitely like, oh, uh, the, I expect the, to get married to this person in the next six months. The um, charismatic charisma. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so this is Sway. Uh, yeah, Sway, uh, extra dice for Devil's Bargain. Uh-huh. And yeah. Mm, so now it's what? Uh, risky standard? Desperate standard? Risky standard. Okay. Um, No, risky. Okay, okay. Standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. De- I mean, desperate just sounds so good, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, let I hmm. will tell you that what the desperate level consequence here is is that Karishma has a very boring but very possessive girlfriend, hmm. and she also works in this hotel and may see you. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And like this girlfriend does not have a sister who's gone missing. Uh, does not is not like earnest and eager and you know wants to save her sister's life. Um, and so you are much more interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. yeah. I think the hmm, I think the make danger role play will get to Miraz, and he's just going to lean like you know he's already got his hands on her hand. So going to lean and and quickly kiss her. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> desperate, great. desperate, great, <laughs> absolutely. That is desperate. Now I'm not assisting you anymore. <laughs> you, you better hope I don't thing. find out about this. No, no, no. It's big danger. It's not me. It's big yeah. danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. It's my character. I see. Yeah. 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 Mm. Try builder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm not getting assist. Um, was there devil's bargain? 
No. Yeah, the devil's bargain yeah, the, the was devil's that she's going to fall in love with you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then what does one need? No one needs an assist. I got it. I, I got this. <laughs> Uh-huh. So desperate, great with a bonus dice. Fantastic. Yeah. Sway. Yeah. A three five. and a five. It's the Perfect. kiss that does it. That's yeah. real. You know? Yeah. Uh and I but I think that we see this shot of um so I think Karishma is a um not like the most good looking person, but has a very striking face, right? Like definitely the kind of person who like um there's a reason she's working reception, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think her girlfriend uh, is, I was going to say accountants because like in my mind, accountancy is just a boring profession, but now I feel like that's slander against accountants. So so let's say that she's the front of office at the restaurant that has the, that's at the hotel, right? And so because she has to manage like uh, tables and stuff, she's always standing right there looking out to see who is approaching the restaurant. So she sees you and like Karishma does not see you because she's too busy being kissed. Sorry, she doesn't see uh, her girlfriend. But the girlfriend sees the both of you and immediately like her eyes like go all the way up. She experiences about seven seconds of absolute and utter heartbreak. And then she starts to march towards you because she's okay. going to give both of you a piece of her mind. Okay, I want to resist this because this ties perfectly into my plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, while, while our plans are going at the same time. So, yes. uh, Vickers, having now deduced that Lord Scurlock eats in the restaurant, he orders room yes. service. We know that he yes. had the lobster, although not today, but like some days ago. And we he also did. know that he's paranoid and monitors the situation. So what if yes. an angry old man came down to the restaurant that was like, ah, oh, someone is trying to poison me. And what if that old man <laughs> was a bus? And what if that drew out Lord Scurlock with rumors of poisonings going on? Hmm. So basically, I just want a boss to go complain about the food really loudly and like claim yeah. that there is a plot to poison him. And... <laughs> Uh, with right. how paranoid Lord Scarlock is, that probably re- sets off some sort of alarm bell for him and creates a distraction. Absolutely. Because even that... if it's just a distraction, that is still something to be alarmed by. I feel that if you're protecting me, then like the obvious thing is that the consequence, well, doesn't entirely go away, but like becomes also that you notice. Mm-hmm. You were like, uh, yeah, Abbas, get in there. And then you see this too. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I will insight resist to have coordinated this to send in a boss at the right moment. Because I guess I'm yes. still doing the resisting, even if we have a boss yeah. be up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see the betrayal. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I take, I take wow. only one stress from this because I have a bodyguard. But... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, wow, in that you only take one stress from this. Mm-hmm. I would expect this is a trauma right here. So, you know. Yes. I would expect this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am busy deploying a boss, so let's see how he can distract <laughs> this poor woman and stir up shit in the restaurant. Oh, man. Poor I'm counting Abbas. on a boss being good at complaining about the food. <laughs> but I yeah, think he's in the middle of this. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything we can do to make me look poisoned? Oh, of course. I oh, mean, we man. still have the makeup. I will mark my subterfuge supplies to have more makeup. And to, Excellent. To have, you know, when we came in, you were you were made up to look like cool, but now we made you up to look sick instead. Like, um, yes. You like faintly green and like uh, eyes popping out more, and yeah. 
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I think that so a bus comes out. I actually want to hear this complaint. Like, what does the bus sound like? Because uh, you come down your like. Yeah. What, what is your demeanor when you do this? Hmm. I think just brash, just demanding. Like you, you, you there. Like. What what kind of establishment are you running here? This is this is how you treat your guests? Like he's just going to complain without explaining anything at first, just like hey, you know, Excellent. like I come in yeah. here, I expect to be treated with respect. But this is what you're trying to do to me. And she like, you can see her like like use all of the every ounce of self control that she has, mm-hmm. uh, in order to like turn around and look at you with the most like gentle and welcoming face and say i'm so sorry sir uh what is what seems to be the issue what can i do to help you mm, i think uh showing rather than telling is good and a, a bus can count on all the numerous uh, breakfasts that vickers has prepared for him to look <laughs> you know yes really really from the heart you can see that he, he he's struggling to to breathe he's kind of like almost gagging on like his own throat like he's like like it's, it's it's the food. I I can't breathe. Is this allergies? Did you not, sir? We do ask that all of our guests, and then like before she can complete a sentence, being like, "You have to tell us why allergies." Immediately, like, uh, yells out something like, "Um, uh, I need a respiratory kit immediately, please." And like, Aller- you know, starts... allergies. What allergies? I grew up on the streets of Udu. Uh, yeah. like, oh, 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 wait, no, did I? No, I yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> you your character can go on about this. Maybe your character did. I don't think we could disguise Abbas as a foreigner if we tried. So yeah. he's just yeah, a pirate who's yeah. from here. <laughs> I grew yeah. up on the streets. What allergies? I'm not allergic to anything. You could feed me arsenic and I'd be okay with it. What the hell did you do to my food? <laughs> ah, I see, sir. That's your name, like... Mr. Arsenic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's her name, Mr. Arsenic. Very good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, they're about to be married, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Arsenic, but now uh-huh. that, like, you know, the Bollywood actor has turned up, Mrs. Arsenic will now become Mrs. Bollywood actor instead. Um, yeah, so I think she, uh, like, takes you by the hand, like, sits you down. Funnily enough, uh, on the chair that the spirit one was sitting on earlier, uh, tries to calm you down, gets a respiratory kit, and is definitely, like, like distracted. But in fact, I think... Um, uh, because you you can see that she's not fully well, and for some reason you feel a strange kinship with this woman. Yeah. You can't really tell why, but there is no, something in the way that she's think. acting. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know why I am upset. But step two yes, of my plan, right? Mm. Step one is to have this like there is a poisoning in the restaurant. Scurlock will have to check mm. this out in one capacity mm. or another. Um Because yes. you know something is up. Uh, step two yes. is, of course, to get Joan on the roof so she can go towards this uh, imperial suite. Because Excellent. What wow. better way this is like get all four of you playing cooperative hitman. Uh-huh. I mean, I, Vickers right. became the spider this score. I don't know how this happened, but yeah. this is just... But it's, it's, fancy yeah, hotel great. is just her kind of environment, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Um, okay, I think that... Uh, let's say that you are setting Joan up for getting up onto the roof. Right, because I feel like they're two different roles, but you are doing it so that you can distract everyone, so she can get on the roof, and yeah. one like so. You'll have standard effect here, which is you will fill the clock and you will set her up 
to make this proud roll. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And yeah. Vickers obviously is down in the restaurant and like, you know, coordinating a bus. She was probably finishing up his makeup before she sent him around the corner. And then she mm -hmm. saw this and she's now totally distracted. But my role is command because I'm not helping Joan onto the roof. For we, when we flash back to our ah. hotel room, which has been set up, yes. I have an experienced roofball team, like leaning out the window, throwing up their climbing kits, yes. setting up the wires. And of course, we pick the window that faces the desert. So there's no witnesses on this side. Right. Yes. Very good. So I'm rolling command to set Joan up with my roofball team. Okay. Yeah. And I think to some extent also that it's a command in the in the hotel because you are like by force force of personality trying to get her to with a bus as well. So yeah. it kind of works both ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think risky uh, standard. And I think the risk here is just takes on this like alert clock. Yeah. I don't think you're immediately gonna face any problems. Makes sense. I'm also going to assist okay. because um there is a detail and a kernel of truth that makes Abbas's story much more uh <clears throat> much much more much more threatening and also much more believable and that is mm -hmm. the fact that just minutes ago for some reason a bottle of spirit essence was sent down to the kitchen and it's very volatile <laughs> and of course spirit essence is exactly what you would use to poison a vampire yes <laughs> oh yeah. that's perfect Excellent. that's amazing <laughs> a plus yeah in fact uh, yeah we see now that scene of like um like the spirit wouldn't find the volatile spirit essence at the same time that constable does. Mm. They're talking to each other about what's going on, but also the kitchen staff are like, "What the fuck?" Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, great, absolutely. Okay, excellent. Thank you for the assist. I'm wondering if I should push myself. I don't think so. I will roll risky standard with a bonus. I'm just doing a setup after all. The important thing is Joan, but I crit, so I roll one oh my six, God, six sure. is two. Okay. Um, here's what I will offer only for Vickers. Uh -huh. as a crit bonus, which is that you can find a comrade in arms, which is that sh this woman, you can immediately get her trust if you want this, uh, because she will mention, oh no, my girlfriend is just like that. This, like she will mutter it on her breath, but you can hear her. Uh -huh. And um, if you can commissariate with her, she is absolutely on your side and you can get her to do things for you if you like. Okay, but that is really fun. I, ha I had another idea in mind, but... Uh, uh -huh. uh, my other idea for a crit bonus was that Joe just put this in the dumb waiter, and maybe there was food inside, and we actually have poisoned Lord Skurlock's food, <laughs> and that's the outcome. Oh, interesting. Um, no, I, I think the reason that can't work is that we just described that it yeah. came down, and, yeah. the, and they all found it. So whatever it that food sense. was would not have. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I will take the kinship with this random restaurant woman. We'll see if it comes in. Uh, comes in yeah, place. I gotta okay. give this. Yes, this I suppose we second just person change. also a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I suppose we just Front. exchange glances and are like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> what the hell are these yeah. people doing? Uh -huh. Yeah. I think like, uh, as she, as she just kind of like says, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, she just kind of says, worst day of my life first. Mm -hmm. She kills some random pirate. Now, yeah. like apparently someone's <laughs> you know, yeah. like... <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, excellent. I will approach her later and I will approach Miras and we will we will deal with all this. But the important part is I yeah. set Joan up. So <laughs> Joan has an opportunity to slip completely undetected onto the roof. Mm -hmm. Yes, very good. And I think the the roofball team moves very professionally in this case. Like, you know, we see them throw up yeah, like a grappling hook to give Joan something to climb up, and then as she's up, they just like yeah. dislodge it. It's a whole like super quick operation. Yeah. So I think that, um, and like this also fills the clock because 
uh, Joan is now on the roof. Like she, um, or rather she's in the perfect position to get to where she needs to be and from there to the Emperor Suite. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say, Joan, that, uh, where did I put this clock? That was so weird. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, so let's say, Joan, that like the role that you want to make now is not just about uh, getting onto the roof, but getting onto like exactly where the Empress would be. All right. So you're at, uh, I think, base. You would be desperate, except you have the roof bull team looking out for you. So you're up to risky and you can do this. So you're at base risky standards. Do you want better position or better effect? Um, wait. Did you did you ask? Do you want better position or effect, or do you want better position or do you want better effect? The latter. I'm setting you up so you get either right. better yeah. position Excellent. or better effect. Uh, better effect seems seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So risky, great. Okay, let's say that with great effect, I will ask you some questions about the Emperor Suite in a second. But let's say that with great effect that you can not just get to the suite but also make contact with Freya. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Sounds good. I guess what we're seeing is that she's like climbing out of the window, uh, getting onto the roof. There's like a kind of ledge that she has to balance on, um, but it doesn't seem too much of a too much of a problem because she is good footed. I think that will will also give her a bonus die because it's a lot of climbing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is a moment where she actually pauses and like looks out over the desert for a moment with for the first time in a very long time a, a pang of like nostalgia to that place yeah and then she will move on and i'm gonna make the roll nice and it's a six. Oh, and it's my across the desert you can see a train moving past and for a moment you remember your past life then you see a gigantic bat creature chasing the train and you're like okay I'm... <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri called tree. Zoheb called Clow. Prince Emma and Adyat called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune On the next episode of Desperate Attune there's a secret clause in the Treaty of Uduasha, um, oh drawn God. up when the uh, when Uduasha swore fealty to the Emperor, that Lord uh-huh. Scarlock would absolutely not be allowed in any way to tamper with the with the Holy Flame. Yeah.
that that makes oh. sense. This is why there's so this is why the spirit one is like, holy shit, it's a diplomatic incident. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, okay. that makes perfect sense actually. Like, don't <laughs> let the other vampires near the holy flame. That's uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. 